0: What's going on, everybody? First of all, I want to apologize for the late episode. We had a bunch of issues. I think we've got it all figured out now. We actually recorded this episode a week ago, so everything is going to be a little bit out of date. We decided that we're going to still release this episode, so hopefully you enjoy it. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. And now, episode 14. It's the
1: yeah, what it do I've with the crew Nothing I knew I thought you knew thought I was falling off Blessings keep on falling through Take Podcast The Next Take Podcast The Take
0: Podcast <laughs> Yo, what's goody everybody. Welcome to the Next Take Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Focused alongside
1: French The man that just doesn't have a name because the playoffs is for over, the next
0: year, but Whatever. So you don't have a name because you ain't think about it. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Knicks Take podcast is a weekly podcast where we talk about the biggest Knicks news of the week. Which, right now, there's not much because our season's done. But we're going to keep trying to give you episodes every week. You can find us. On Twitter, at The Knicks Take. Instagram, The Knicks Take. Facebook.com slash Knicks Take Media. On YouTube, at Knicks Take Videos. And let's get to something. No, today we're going to be going over... We're going to do a slight update on what's going on in the NBA playoffs. See if that kind of affects who the Knicks can get in free agency or via trade before the next season. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to do a little brief recap of the 2020 to 2021 NBA season for the New York Knicks. Talk about some of the highlights, some of the things that uh, stuck out most to us throughout the year. And then maybe we'll, at the end, we'll be talking about if we have enough time, we're going to try and keep this within an hour. We'll talk about how this is going to affect what the Knicks may do in the off season or through the draft, who's going to come back. Who's not. We may get to that. We'll see. Anyway, yeah. NBA playoffs. Starting with the Western Conference. So I don't remember. I don't remember if if any series were done the last time that we potted. Probably we were still trying to figure out Mm-mm. who was going to make it to the second round.
1: In the Western yeah. Conference?
0: No. No.
1: I, I think it was. I think it was just the beginning of the second round.
0: I might have, We might have been waiting to see if the Suns made it to the second round, because that went kind of long. And the Clippers. I think that went and six and the games, Clippers, right? The Clippers, we might have been.
1: And the Clippers went the to Clippers seven. Clippers
0: went to seven. Well, if we didn't talk about it, the Clippers did make it, indeed, to the second round, beating the Dallas Mavericks, because Luka Doncic has no help.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's the series that caused the big explosion in Dallas lost that coach got the coach resigned the general manager got fired
0: it, they mutually uh, agreed that you know it's yeah, probably not gonna work out if <laughs> we know what that means <laughs> yeah. yeah Dallas needs help I don't know maybe if they maybe 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 if they need like some sort of big man that could help out their star player somebody around 7 foot 7 foot 1, 7 foot 2, 7 foot 3 It could you know, help them a little bit maybe if they had the that on their team it's sinking, mayday <laughs> <laughs> oh man, alright, we said the Phoenix Suns Phoenix Suns ended up making it to the second round yeah, Chris Paul is walling like
1: in the playoffs this year, he's
0: letting it know he's letting it, he's
1: letting it be known that the the teams that he was a part of that went far in the playoffs went far due to the fact that he was running the show. Like, well, even though Harden and them made the playoffs and went a little further, I mean, not a little further, but still was able to go far without him. But they, they were not able to take Golden State to seven games with Kevin Durant without Chris Paul.
0: Right. Okay. I had to remember who the Suns played. How could I have forgotten who the Suns played the Lakers. in the first round? How could I forget that? Yeah, so the Nuggets and Suns advanced, and then that series, the Nuggets versus the Suns, is already done (laughs) because Phoenix Suns pulled out the broom and swept them.
1: A calm sweep.
0: A calm sweep. Clippers faced the Jazz, who I believe they had already won by the time we last podcasted. And. Clippers. No, Clippers were down 0-2, weren't they? The last time I don't I don't remember, but or down 0-1, they might have even taken a game or two. They might have tied it up the last time. Either way, they ended up getting four out of they ended up getting four, taking it to game seven. And uh, the Jazz got past the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies only were able to take one game. And that series is also done cuz the Clippers have beaten the Jazz with and which is amazing to me that that didn't go 7 because the Clippers right. don't have Kawhi Leonard. Right. For and I didn't even mention games. that but Chris but the Suns didn't even have Chris Paul either cuz he's out with with COVID protocol. Well they had
1: him for the first for the, 3 games.
0: For, yeah, but they didn't have it didn't matter. They still was like, all right, let's get these guys out of here. So now it's going to be Clippers versus the Suns. One team is currently missing their best player. The other team is currently missing their bet. Well, uh, yeah, Chris Paul is their best player, would you say? No. Nah. You, you say Devin Booker is the best player? Yeah. Chris Paul is their most important player. Right. Yeah. So. But
1: Devin Booker is different. If Devin Booker was out and Chris Paul was in, I'd be a little worried. But Chris, right. Devin Booker, knows he knows how to get, get, how to get right in the playoffs so far. All
0: right. And in our Eastern Conference, Nets got the Celtics out of there. Bucks got the Heat out of there. We already talked about that the, the calm sweep of the Heat. Uh, we already talked about the Knicks losing to the Hawks in five. Terrible. And we already talked about the 76ers beating the Wizards. 76ers are currently in the battle of their life against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, they, they're going to game seven. Yeah. Which. We'll, we'll talk about the results of that in the next pod. How do we feel about that? The Hawks taking sixers to seven.
1: I didn't expect it at all. I thought that was going to be a quick series. Like, I thought Philly was going to definitely outmatch them talent-wise. And that's not what's happened. Even though Embiid isn't 100% healthy, neither are the Hawks. Like, DeAndre Hunter's done for the season. And he was an important piece of their defense. And he was giving us buckets in the playoffs on offense too, like <clears throat> it's 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 crazy. I didn't I, I never would have guessed that, that that series would have gone seven games. I probably I thought it would have gone five, six.
0: Fully healthy, does that make a difference for both teams or no?
1: I think it's it, it wouldn't make a difference in terms of how many games it goes now that I see how they play.
0: Alright, so that game is tomorrow. So by the time this podcast is released I don't know. Actually, when this podcast is released, the game probably won't have started yet, assuming that we do this in a timely fashion. Yeah. And then the other series in the East, Milwaukee Bucks versus the Brooklyn Nets, which... I don't know. I I felt like... Once this series started, once we really got into Game 3 and 4, we'd really have an idea as to who was going to take this series. We would see, like, whether... All three nets would be too much for Giannis, or whether Giannis could hold his own because the Nets don't play no D. And then the Nets ended up losing Harden and Kyrie. Yeah. Kyrie still isn't back, but Harden ha- is playing hurt currently.
1: Hamstring injury.
0: Yep. And Kyrie's
1: out with a bad this, ankle sprain.
0: And if I'd have heard that, I'd have said, okay, Bucks and six. But. KD is different KD is real different
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this is going 7 KD, KD went supernova for 49 points in game 5 and had a little bit of help from Jeff Green and James Harden who was playing hobbled and then Giannis came back came right back at him in game 6 What? I know we talked about this before we started recording, but who you got in this series? I'm not going to say.
1: Yeah, the game the game is going to be done by the time this podcast comes out. And yep. at the time of recording, it's going to be the game starts in like the next hour and a half. But I'm picking uh Milwaukee because of the fact that Harden is still injured with the hamstring injury. And he hasn't looked like himself himself in this series. And... Mm-hmm. <clears throat> i don't have faith that jeff green and joe harris are going to be the uh, are going to be able to provide the same spark that james harden to his fullest capabilities could provide and i feel like drew holidays due for a game where he takes over and i, I just see milwaukee it, it, it seems like they got brooklyn figured out a little bit at this point so i i have faith that they'll take this one home.
0: So those are all the series. I don't think we predicted the Sixers Hawks game, but we still saying Sixers. Yeah, I'm saying Sixers. Very good. That's what I'm hoping happens, but we'll see. Any implications for the Knicks? I I, we were hoping that maybe Kawhi would get knocked out in the first round. That didn't happen. Then we were hoping that he would get knocked out in the second round, and that didn't happen. So we're not looking. We're not expecting Kawhi to leave. No, I'm watching Ben Um, Simmons. I I think I, I, I.
1: <laughs> if Philly get knocked so, out by Trey Young, oh yeah, he might be on a block, and I'd happily take him on the knicks i I'd happily take him on the Knicks, talk about oh he can't shoot all you want yeah all right. that's not all that's not that's not what the game is all about. It's not all just about shooting a ball. he provides everything else,
0: yeah, I'll yeah take I mean ben you uh, you tell him go do what we wanted Alfred Payton to do. <laughs> and then you put a scoring point guard who doesn't facilitate that's that's a decent team. Yeah,
1: Ben Simmons is a facilitator. Like I, I trust Ben Simmons to get right and have right. A Make long him the career. point guard. Yeah.
0: Make him the point guard and then put put a yeah, you <laughs> Now, that's a big team. But anyway, yeah, I, I had to think about it. Like, do I really want yeah. Ben Simmons? I mean, like, yes, yeah. I do want Ben Simmons. Yeah. But for this specific team next to RJ, Julius Randle, maybe Mitchell Robinson. Work. Yeah. 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 We can make that work. We can't get Donovan Mitchell, right?
1: Nah. It's over. Not He's, he's proved to be oh. a superstar. Even though they lost in the second round, I don't think Utah's ever going to be done enough to trade him. Because who are they going to trade him for? not just with the Knicks any team in the NBA who are you going to trade Donovan Mitchell for and how can you win that trade he has to
0: he he has well first he would have to say I want out and then if he says I want out there's no trade for winning so it's basically about what it is that you want do you want cap space do you want picks do you want young players do you want a little bit of everything and what you get is what you get you know the price of the price for getting a a star is not as high as it used to be so and once once these stars won out that's it you're gonna lose the trade but
1: looking like a young d i meant to
0: ask i meant to ask am i supposed to know who terrence Mann is (laughs)
1: that's the guy that we almost got in the uh, marcus morris trade but we got mo harkless instead and that's the guy that we drafted ignis brosdakis over
0: Don't, <laughs> don't do that! Don't do that! Please don't do that! Uh, just for preference, um, my bad. We're not. We're not. We're We're not getting CP three. It doesn't look like. For, for but, those uh, who don't
1: understand, maybe, Terrence Mann is uh, a player on the Clippers who just dropped forty nine points to end the series against yeah, Utah play- and send Donovan Mitchell home
0: for even. For even more clarity, yes, the, the reason Kawhi didn't send nah. him home, right. Terrence Mandy. <laughs> Paul George <laughs> was his
1: sidekick that
0: game. Right, and yeah, I was saying Phoenix Suns. Uh, where, yeah, CP3 is not leaving. I mean, maybe he'll leave, I but I don't see think he's leaving. Why he would leave? Maybe, maybe Cameron Payne would leave. Which I don't want. I don't, know. Payne. I don't know. He's playing he's all right. He's cool playoffs. <laughs>
1: He could be cool over there.
0: All right. So, that's the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. We, we may be going into next season not really able to find that piece to go next to Julius Randle.
1: Julius Randle is going to be but
0: with... <laughs> well, What are you trying to imply, sir? I mean,
1: no, no, no. I just feel like uh, something big is going to happen. I, I don't know why. I just feel like something big is going to happen this summer. And it could be big pairing with Julius Randle or a big return for Julius Randle. You Mm know what I'm saying?
0: Like for, say, a Zion Williamson?
1: I don't know about Zion. Maybe. But I I don't know. I haven't thought it through. I just think I have a gut
0: feeling that something crazy is going to happen. Well, behind me currently is... um... Simeon talking about who's better or who, who I don't know if he's talking about who's better but they're really comparing Zion and Julius due to the fact that I guess Zion ain't really 100% happy mm-hmm. over there or, or his nor. family's
1: not 100% happy
0: right so I'll take that with a grain of salt I, I still feel like I don't think that there's going to be any anything big I think they're going to try and not run it back but run it up. Look at who they can replace for a better version to bring back a better team so that they can still be in that 5, 6 running 7 mm-hmm. maybe. And uh, but before we even talk about that, let, let's 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 go back to the beginning of the season and it's funny that we're talking like this now because at the beginning of the season,
1: we were scared I, to say the word playoffs. We
0: talked about this. We talked about this in episode one. We came into the season like, yeah, we're probably going to try Kate and
1: Cunningham get
0: one of the top lottery picks. Yay. Fade uh-huh. for Cade. Maybe we'll trade. Maybe we'll trade Julius for a bag of chips. We we'll were afraid to say the, for a second We were afraid to say
1: the word playoffs. Afraid to say it. The best thing we could. We didn't want to jinx anything. Best
0: thing we could hope for. Best thing we could hope for is RJ Barrett takes that mm. leap. Obi Toppin shows that he can he can start right away. So that way we don't feel bad about packaging Julius Randall. All of the predictions on uh, Knicks are going to win 20 games, 21 games, 22 games. 22, I mm-hmm. think, was the max I heard. Like Outside of outside of Knicks fans and Knicks podcasters and all that, like they were saying 25. I could see 30. I could see right. 31. But from all mainstream, 21, 22. Las Vegas had us at 21, I think. We come into... We come into... Training camp, we get a look at at Quick, we get a look at OB, it's like, alright, okay, get into the preseason, and the Knicks leave the preseason winning three out of the four games, we had a very short preseason this year, and uh, even during the preseason, I was like, yeah, we we could get rid of Alfred, yeah, we could get rid of Julius, Julius don't seem to be that much better than when he was like, like he was still still doing the same stuff. He's still Mm -hmm. turning over the ball and he's still not being efficient. And I was like, I like how I like Obi I'm still Obi still doesn't look like he should be starting, but I liked his passing. I like, I like his passing. I like that. He's able to do some stuff. I like, you know, he, 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 it seems like they're trying to make him like a three point shooter, but he's active. I like him. I like the energy. I like all of that. And then quickly, quickly had a show an out party in the fourth game. Because I think he was out in the first couple of games, right? Yeah, he was out. I think.
1: No, no, no. Wasn't he out in the regular season first couple of games? Okay. I
0: think he was out for both. Because I think he, but against Cleveland. I think that last Cleveland game, he showed out out, and made all of us fall in love with him quickly. (laughs) No pun intended. And... About, how can I forget about the the point guard? Like, okay, we brought back Alfred Payton, but mm-hmm. maybe he's going to come off the bench. Maybe we're going to have, maybe we're going to let Frank and Dennis, or quickly, maybe we'll let them get run at the, as a starting point guard. And preseason came and went, and we still had no idea who was going to start, but we assumed that After it was probably going to be, be Dennis. Alfred Payton. Well, before the season, yes. After watching, uh, before the preseason, yes. Watching the preseason games, I was like, yeah, it looks slightly better than he did last year. <laughs> but he still don't look like what we thought yeah. he would be when he got drafted. Like, like, he still don't look like that. He still look like he should be coming off the bench. But we can't have him and Elford coming off the bench. So
1: Coming off the bench in the G League.
0: Right. So it, it was still kind of a hard. Right, I still, I felt still that they should have given Frank more run at the point, but I had been hearing a lot about the fact that I think that they had given up on Frank as a point guard and had him more as a wing. And it, the way that the preseason played out, yeah, it definitely looked like that. And then you have to think about the fact that we bring it brought in Austin Rivers. So, yeah, so we go into the season, right? We Go into the season. First game, we played Indiana. We lost that game. But RJ went off. And I, that made me happy. Was RJ missing threes. He was knocking them down. He, was, he wasn't missing. And then we played Indiana again. Same thing with RJ. Same thing with RJ. RJ was hitting his shots. It was a precursor to what would be the rest of the season. <laughs> In between those two games, though. So, Boy, oh boy, was I worried. Boy was I worried about RJ. Because between those two games, which I think was like game one and game eight or nine or something like that, it might have even been like game six or seven. RJ went 0 for 21. He took 21 three pointers in it's this one. And I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be another bad season. I like the way that they're playing. They're playing hard, they're playing good, they playing, they got an identity. But we, yeah, we're probably yeah. going to win like 22 games. RJ, I'm thinking like it's
1: going to be a long season if he's still shooting like this. I was so concerned in the beginning of the season. I was just like, there's no way he was working on his shooting all summer. He got worse.
0: <laughs> right. I was ooh, I was so concerned. And then, but after that, we we weren't playing bad like... We were hovering around 500, and then we played Milwaukee Bucks. And I think around the time of the Milwaukee Bucks game, that's when I started to be like, Julius Randle might have figured it out. Because that first Milwaukee Bucks game, we played against against Giannis. Mm-hmm. Giannis was playing that game, and we won. We went by like 30? We won that game. And I don't think it was by that much. I could pull it up. I don't think it was by 30, but we won by a, a decent we won by a decent amount. It wasn't really a close game. And the fact that Julius played so well, I still was kind of like, I don't think I, I need to see if he can sustain this. I need to see if this is real before mm-hmm. I can give him any props. I, I think me, I think me and you were both on that same page. Because I'm like, you can't go from looking the way that you looked last year to just being like, you almost doing triple doubles and playing well and playing within the team, not playing like garbage <laughs> and, and not, not in terms of stats either. In terms of like what I'm looking at on the court, I don't want to see. He was playing pretty good. And actually, no, that was game three. That was the third game of the season. So that was in between both of those Indiana games. He, we won, uh, give me a second. We won that game 130 to 110. So we won by 20 points. And that was kind of like, that was like the first game where it was like, yeah, I'm not giving it to him because it was game three. I got to see more. I got to see more from Julius. And over the next few games, it was kind of like a back and forth between him playing like how he used to play and how him playing this new way. But every game, he seemed to get a little bit better and a little bit better. And by the time we got to 20 games, I think me and you were both believers in Julius.
1: Yeah, I completely forgave him for last season. After I saw how he had figured it all out in the beginning, I was <laughs> so happy. Even though our father was making it real hard to accept Julius for what he's worked on all summer and... Being able to enjoy watching the Knicks play because every that's five, exactly. every every time he scored, our father would be like, "Oh, that's my, that's my boy! Y'all doubted him, y'all don't like him." But we 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 ended up being able to turn around on Julius and accepted him back as being a Nick.
0: Yep, and then we had towards the end of the beginning of the season, game nineteen. We had, was it game 19? Nope. It was actually the middle of the first. It was the eighth game. So, these are all early games. Towards the end of that, the towards after this game, the Knicks started playing bad. We had the Utah Jazz game where Austin Rivers went off. Austin Rivers went off, and it was like, yo, start right. this man instead of Alfred Payton. <laughs> it was, this dude... And and that was probably a mistake, although I think, looking back at it, if we could do this season over, I would rather them had traded Alfred Payton, but he had a no-trade clause, so that was probably difficult. Alfred Payton ended up playing 42 minutes. Austin Rivers ended up playing 32 minutes, and he had 23 points. Alfred Payton had 22 points. He didn't have a bad game. Alfred Payton had had a good game. He had 22 points, 8 assists. But Austin Rivers... Austin Rivers coming out and going five for seven from three point range is really what made us win this game. And we won that game 112 to 100 over the Utah Jazz, the top seeded Utah Jazz in the West. And after that game, we went on a five game losing streak, and it was like, oh, yeah, this, that, that, it finally happened. We're, (laughs) everything that everybody said is going to, is coming true. We're going to start, starts falling. We're, we're gonna. Get,
1: we gotta get brought back down there.
0: Yeah, we gotta start playing the way that we're going to. We, yeah, we were playing above our heads this whole time. We're back under five hundred, <laughs> and then we make the trade for Derrick Rose, who came back against <clears throat> Miami, who came back in our. Second game of the back and back, back to back against Miami, and
1: immediately you could just see a difference. Obi Toppin
0: had not been showing. Yeah, Obi Toppin, who had not been showing much, started looking good. All of the things where the Knicks were, the Knicks were giving up a lot of open threes, and teams were missing them, and the Knicks weren't hitting many threes. And after this after the D-Rose trade, I think we can make an argument that the Knicks' identity continued to evolve. Because they went from being a very good defensive team who had who looked like ass on offense to mm-hmm. a team that could operate on both sides. Now they finally had a point guard. They had the point guard that they were trying to figure out at the beginning of the season, where it was like, Okay, it's Dennis, is it is it is it Frank? Is it quickly? Is it is it Payton? We went and got Derrick Rose, and now we have the guy. We have Tibbs guy, and now the Knicks look like looked. Knicks look good. Look much better. Obi Toppin looked much better with next Derrick Rose. And we kept hovering around the five hundred. We kept winning and losing games. We played well enough that we were. I think we were over five hundred by All Star Weekend. Traded traded away Dennis Smith Jr. So we could get Derek Rose. I forgot to mention that. We gave up on Dennis Smith. It, actually, French. I, I think I heard this in a podcast recently. I don't even think I remember this. But I guess Detroit wanted Frank instead of yeah. Dennis. Yeah, they, they gave up d
1: They had more interest in Frank. And that's why we had to give up the second round pick. Right. Which says a lot. So. In terms of our front Detroit office.
0: <laughs> even Detroit. Even Detroit right. don't trust Dennis Smith Jr. Right. <laughs> even they don't believe in him. They're like, nah, right. if you give it to Dennis, <laughs> we need a pick. <laughs> but I'm saying that shows a lot from how the Knicks view oh, Frank, man. too. And, and I, Well, that's what I was going to get to before we continue. It's something for us to keep an eye on in terms of, are we bringing Frank back? Is Frank going to be one of those Depends guys? Depends on if back? you expect a payday. Because even though he, we didn't play him that much we treat everything outside of what we see on the court indicates that we like him and we want him back. So anyway, he gets traded all star weekend comes. Julius Randle was named an all star. Julius Randle doesn't really show out too much in in the all star game, but he had played, he had played like 38 minutes a game, 39 minutes a game and, and coming off of like, we had like four games with only one day's rest leading into the All Star game. Like we were playing some sort of crazy schedule, and Julius was definitely looking tired as hell. And then he got into All Star weekend, which was kind of his break, and he didn't play that well in the All Star game. But we come out of that. Austin Rivers, we traded him for for peanuts, basically. Do you remember the names and, uh, of the guys?
1: But I yeah. remember watching a lot of the highlights for Terrence Ferguson for no reason because he got waived immediately after. Right. Nah, yeah, Maurice. was like, well, on Spelman the team to start like the season. He got waived.
0: Uh,
1: Him and... Oh, uh, okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But, what's that dude's name that was on the Hornets? Michael kidd Gilchrist. My mind just went back for that.
0: Right. One. So we had a lot of we had a lot of players John here but and I'm going to name I'm going <laughs> to name them all at the end of the pod I decided the uh, the uh, so after all star weekend we also we had obviously had the trade deadline we traded Austin Rivers for basically nothing we got we got picks out of it which we're going to um, utilize I, I kind of wanted to stop here I want us to stop here because I'm like, should we have traded Austin Rivers? <coughs> it wasn't like, in hindsight. Yeah, I understand why we did it at the time, but seeing what he's done since we traded him, which I I understand, very streaky, very very streaky. Not not a reliable
1: of creating his own source own offense. of offense. If you if you have a point guard who can set but, him up, he can look really really good. That's why we he wasn't able to do all that with us. Because Alfred wasn't looking for Austin Rivers. Yeah.
0: just feel like we... Right, but... I just feel like something... I feel like that right there, like that might have... Yeah, we might have still lost in the first round, but something there... Something there just didn't sit right with me because... <laughs> I felt like we could have still used a guy like Austin Rivers, especially in a series like this. But then if you keep Austin Rivers, then you don't play Frank, which I wanted to play Frank, which means that the only option you have is to get rid of Alfred, which you can't do. So I guess...
1: And Austin Rivers requested Yeah,
0: we had to do it, but... You heard? Yeah, because he wasn't getting minutes. He's Because he's playing behind... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Behind Derrick Rose, he, he, he was playing behind Alfred Payton and Emmanuel Quickly and and Derrick Rose, and it's like, all right, but so all these dudes is playing, and I'm not getting no playing time, and I'm playing on a one year contract. Like, what are y'all doing? Mm-hmm. I get it, I get why he would, but I just feel like they could have you put, you traded for Derrick Rose. What was your plan? Like, well, yeah, we should have traded for Derrick Rose, but what was your plan in terms of you have like seven guards on the roster? What do you? What are we doing? So I don't know. I, that's something I'm gonna keep thinking about because Austin Rivers came <laughs> back to harness later on in the season, and in the playoffs we were starting Reggie Bullock, and we had Alec Burks coming off the bench, and both of them basically had one and a half good games combined. So. And neither one of us won won us a game. Whereas I feel like Austin Rivers probably could have won us a game. Anyway, Mitch's season-ending injury. We put that in the topic list, but I don't remember which game that was. I remember remember it was like
1: immediately after the All-Star break, and we were playing against Miami, if I'm not mistaken. And it happened at like a very Weird point in the game
0: where
1: I don't know. It, it was like when when Miami started to get momentum a... and then we tried to get momentum and then boom, Midge's hurt.
0: It was not Miami. It was mm. the Milwaukee Bucks. The Miami game was after it. We 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 beat the Milwaukee. It was the Milwaukee Bucks. Game. Oh, it was the I one that I Giannis didn't get, play. I'm about to find out right now, but. If I had to guess, it's the Milwaukee Bucks <clears throat> game where we didn't have right, right, right. right. That's where fanatics went crazy. And yes, I am correct. We about had
1: that. one. We had recorded that, right yeah, after I'm it right too about
0: that. The, Mitch played. it Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that happened. That sucked because he had just come wow. back from another injury to his hand. Actually I'm gonna look up how many games he missed after that game. So it's like he played he played all twenty se he all the first twenty seven games, his twenty seventh game against the Washington Wizards, he got hurt. And then he missed ten. He missed about thirteen games after that. He plays for four games and gets hit, injured in the fourth game and misses the rest of the season. And we definitely it's it's not a question about it's 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 not a question like what we had with Austin Rivers. We definitely could have used Mitch against the Atlanta Hawks to, on Clint Capella. In terms of I think that he would have done a better job against Clint than Noel did, and I think that he would have deterred Trey Young a lot better than either
1: yeah, but to be fair, Noel Centers that we hurt. had
0: did. So Noel was hurt to be fair, and also to be fair, Taj Gibson played extremely well against Clint Capella. Well when when he was out there he played very well. <laughs> yeah, I had a brain fart just now. We also had we had a bunch of games actually in the middle of the season where the Knicks looked very good against big teams, against very good teams. We had we could have we won against Brooklyn. We could have won against the Clippers. We could have won against the oh, Sixers. Okay, I f- <laughs> uh, we're still talking about middle of the season. We're trying to go in order here. <laughs> <clears throat> trying to go in order here. I know, know we're trying to get out of here soon, but. Yeah, we 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 won against a lot of we won against a lot of the teams that we should have beat and we played very we played all of the good teams very tough. We had never seen why we were completely outmatched. It just seemed like it was just a talent difference that yeah, that's how I wanna say it. A difference in talent and why we lost those games, which is how you know that you're not a championship contender, which we were never supposed to be that to begin with. We were always supposed to be a bottom feeder team, but the fact that we we're not a bottom feeder team because we're playing all of the good teams tough. Now we're talking about we go from being like, oh, is this a team to, yo, we're going to make the playoffs to. Can we get that fourth seed? And right. Right when we're asking that question, the Knicks start losing a little uh, a little bit more. We sh- I think Derek Rose gets injured. We start not playing very good, and then we start being like, all right, we might end up just having to settle for the play-ins. And we start feeling that way. I think we even podcasted, thinking like, yeah, this might be it. Like, we might be talking about play-ins right now. We're not going to get that four seed. Up until we play... No, you didn't. I think, episodes, Let's Let's I think if we go back in the episodes, I think we both were kind of like, yeah, we're going to make the playoffs. We're so probably going to play in. <laughs> and then we play the Memphis Grizzlies and Ja Morant in an overtime win. And I, is, I was that the game where Mm-mm. where, where, where Ja and all of them, Memphis. they got upset? Yeah, that was and, after. And they got ejected and all that. was the last that. time he played them. Or was that, was that afterward? We won in overtime against Memphis. And that was such a feel good win. And it was such a feel good win. And we were, that was I was looking at the win schedule after that. I was like, oh, at that God, point, that could be like the springboard we need. Right. At that point. Mm-hmm. Because we just lost to Boston. Before that, we lost to Brooklyn. Yeah, Minnesota. We beat Detroit, but we lost to Dallas. We lost to Minnesota. To, t- we lost to the Timberwolves. That was a bad one. So we, and out of, out of what, six games, we won once. We went we lost to Miami. We lost to Miami. Like we we beat the Milwaukee we, we let me start this again. We beat the Milwaukee Bucks, led by Fanassis and Tericumpo. Then we lost to Miami. We lost to Minnesota, which who had a worse way worse record than us. We lost to Dallas. We lost to we beat Detroit, but then we come back and right. lose to Brooklyn and Boston. It's like, damn, we can't beat anybody who's not a bottom feeder team. We we're not even beating like and then we, we beat Memphis, and it's like, okay, if they can beat Toronto, we, we already knew LeBron and AD were out. we like, oh, we could go on a win streak. We could right back in this. And we, we do exactly that. We win nine straight, nine straight, starting with that Memphis game in overtime. Then we beat Toronto. Then we beat the Lakers. Then we beat the Pelicans. Then we beat the Mavericks. Which was like, at that point, that was the the next signature win after the Grizzlies game.
1: Overtime.
0: Then we beat the Pelicans again. And this time we beat them in overtime. So that's the second overtime win in this this streak. Then we beat the Hornets. Then we complete the season sweep of the Atlanta Hawks. Who played very well that game? I thought that was going to be the end of the streak. We were, uh, we talked about it on the pod. I was like, "Damn, this might be it." Trey mm-hmm. Young is killing us. We, I don't, I don't see us coming back. And then Trey gets hurt, and then we beat them in overtime. That's the third overtime game in a nine-game win streak that we win.
1: before we had to. And then to we cap it off with another win in to, <laughs> with against Chris Toronto Paul and them boys
0: before losing to the
1: that is dirty. that.
0: Chris Paul and them boys. Yeah. And the end of the season was the end of the season. We, if you look at how the season progressed, we lost, we lost more games in the first half of the season than we did in the second half. And I don't know if anybody could have expected that. Like we didn't play the Lakers yet in the first half. We played the Clippers once in the first half of the season we still had Phoenix. We still had Utah to play. We still there were a lot of good teams in the second half of the season. And yet the Knicks ended up not just beating the teams that they were supposed to beat, but we also took some we also upset some teams, including the mm-hmm. biggest win of the season against the Los Angeles Clippers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Yeah, we did we lose to the Lakers with A D? Yes. Did we lose to Chris Paul and them boys twice? Yes. But we beat, and understandably, but we beat the teams that we were supposed to beat, and we got we got a win that we needed against the Clippers. And we couldn't have won all of those games without... I meant to mention this because after... I t- said earlier in the season, R.J. Barrett went over 21. I didn't even mention that after we beat the Pacers the second time, R.J. went... Two for twenty-one after that. So, RJ, if if my math is correctly, RJ went two for Mm forty-two outside of those Indiana Pacers games in the first quarter of the season. Insane. And RJ finished the season a forty percent three-point shooter. Like those are three-point. Those are three-point. Those are his attempts from three that I just mentioned. 0 for 21 from 3, 2 for 21 from 3, which means he was 2 for 42, and he ended up 40%. We don't get those wins without R.J. Reggie Bullock, another one. We do not get there without Reggie. All-NBA. Julius Randle, all-star. Didn't even talk about. Coach of the year. We didn't even talk about this. All-NBA. Second team, all-NBA, Julius Randle. I told y'all, those of y'all who I talked to in person, I say he's going to be All NBA. I told you he's going to get Finals MVP. Uh, not Finals. He's going to get MVP votes. He's not going to get. He's not going to be in one, two, or three, but he might be fifth. He ended up eighth in vote in votes. But I, Derek all Rose I was got saying votes was for MVP. He's going to get too. votes for MVP. Coach <laughs> of the Year, Tom Thibodeau. Crazy. Derek Rose got votes for MVP, which s- s- silly to me, but. I understand I understand why. Because without him, the Knicks don't make this this turnaround. Emmanuel quickly gets all rookie. Second team, I think he was. And I think he should have been first team, but we're not even gonna talk about that. Without all of these things just falling into place, the Knicks ain't where they at. The next thing where they're at, where they don't get that fourth seed, which they is how they ended the season. Too. They ended the season four Wasn't seed. was given to us. Top, top defensive team, and they went from being one of the worst offensive teams in the league, and they brought their status up to middle of, middle of the pack. Doesn't happen with a RJ, without RJ. Doesn't happen without Julius being MVP candidate, candidate All-NBA, most improved player. Doesn't happen without that. Doesn't happen without manual quickly.
1: On top of all of that, and? I didn't mean to interrupt, but the Knicks have the in, the most cap space in the entire NBA. No all-star no like max players on a roster. Word. And we've achieved so, all of that. Continue.
0: So we feel this way about all these guys going into the playoffs. And then we lay not really an egg, but we only win one game against the Atlanta Hawks, who we swept in the regular season, who completely... Yeah. I don't want to say...
1: I don't think you have... a okay, Knicks The next Take Podcast.
0: I think we were talking about the playoffs, how we went down. I think I was trying to figure out. Okay. We don't make it to the playoffs without RJ. You don't... We don't win some of those games without quickly being second team all rookie for what Mm -hmm. he did this season and who I think should have gotten first team. We don't do it without Julius. Most improved player. MVP vote getter. All NBA second team. We don't do it without Tibbs. I think I think outside of those guys, we don't really need, like, everybody else is, like, up in the air. Not not to say, like, we can't win with them or that we shouldn't bring them back. But I think if you look at it from that kind of perspective, you look back at the season, you look back at what RJ did and what he was able to overcome, you look back at Julius, you look back at Tibbs, you look back at the Derrick Rose trade, that was the other thing. Because Derrick Rose, did, like you said, Derrick Rose did get MVP votes. And the cha- season right. changed. So I think he's another one that you have to include in this. So D. Rose, R.J., Quickly, Julius. The only other player who I might be able to say, and I think this that might be where we left off, Mitchell Robinson, if he plays a full season, And he plays in the playoffs, makes a difference. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I want to include him with the rest of them yet. But say we are, we'd love to see him. Is is saying, let's say we are including Mitchell Robinson with the rest of those guys. Everybody else, like you could stay or you could go. And I love some of those guys, and I do want to see some of them come back. But when it comes to reconstructing the roster. And who we want to come back. I think that's how you got to look at it. What what say you French?
1: I agree with you. I I think. You know who the core. Is going to be moving forward. The small core. Quickly RJ. Julius. Possibly Mitch. And D Rose. And everybody around. Has to find a way to gel with that core or they have to move on Bullock did a good job this season with getting us a lot of defensive stops this year a lot of clutch 3 leadership toughness a lot Noel the same could could be said about him a lot of block shots Mm -hmm. a lot of defensive presence throughout Mm -hmm. the season Alec Burks came up big a lot of games for us got us a lot of wins with his offensive prowess with no point guard being on the team it's just yeah we've done well with the with these guys but we know that with these guys we have a ceiling mm-hmm. and i feel like if we're not going to replace them with something better then we shouldn't replace them yet you know what i'm saying I, I, I have no problem with bringing everybody back except
0: for like Alfred Payton. But you know we can bring we can bring somebody in that's better than them. Like we maybe not all of them, mm. but there's too many talented players in this free agency, and that's not to say like oh there's a superstar that we think we can get. There's not, but there's too many guys in this free agency that can either give you a different dynamic and do it better than what some of these guys have done for us this year or do what they do and can do it better. Albeit it's going to be for a more expensive price, but they're better point blank period. And you have the cap space to bring them back, to bring them in instead of bringing back the same guys who you might be bringing back those same guys at a higher price tag anyway. So true. I don't think we can bring back both Reggie and Alec Burks. I don't really? think we can bring back I don't I don't think so. Cause I think that they both played above their contract.
1: Yeah, but it's about if they can find another team who can match that contract or pay more than that.
0: They can. They got they got paid for basically nothing. Like they
1: Well I'm talking about the contract that they're expecting.
0: Especially, but it doesn't matter about what they're expecting. I don't think that the Knicks are willing to pay both Reggie Bullock and Alec Burks the contract that they earned from this season. I don't think that they. I don't think that they can or will, unless they both say, "Doesn't matter what you pay us, we're coming back." Yeah, then that's they can. I think but that's I the mentality
1: that. that they have, though.
0: I don't see that happening personally. I, don't, I feel like. I think that they I think that at the end of the day they both know it's a business and at the end of the day they can go to another team and help that team win.
1: I think you say that about Burks more so than Bullock. I think Bullock is more of a homer. Absolutely a homer.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I think you can bring back Reggie Bullock a lot more than you can bring back Alec Burks. Alec Burks journeyman. He's been everywhere, so while he while we love him on the team, I don't think that he's beholden to this team. I think that he can I think that if he thinks he can get a pay check and go to a winning team, he's gonna do that.
1: Yeah. I agree.
0: I don't I don't think that you can bring back Nurlands Noel, Taj Gibson, and Mitchell Robinson. I think if you bring two back that third person's gotta go.
1: Which one is your? And I'm two? not
0: saying, and I'm not saying that like like I I I would love to see all three of them back on the same contracts and all of that stuff, but we don't know that's not going to happen. And I would rather see Mitch and Taj, but it all depends on. It all depends on Mitch. Yeah. It all depends on what Mitch. It all depends on what Mitch wants to do, and what the Knicks want to do. And how they want to bring him back, Frank. We talked about Frank earlier. That's the, Frank has to be the most confusing guy for me to talk about when it comes to whether we bring him back. Because some days I'm like, there's no possible way that we bringing this dude back. Right. And then you really remember like we could have traded him so to Detroit so many times without having to give without having to give up anything. We could've, we didn't have to play him in the playoffs at all. Like, yeah, I'm not happy with how we used him in the playoffs. We didn't have to play him. We could've kept it back. We could've kept, kept running it back with Elphick Payne or whatever. Or, you know what I mean? Mm. And Tibbs threw him out there. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. And I don't know if you've, um, listened to any cap stuff when it comes to the Knicks, but, it's going to be very interesting to see what the Knicks do when it comes to Frank. They have to. They can either extend him a qualifying offer, which they're not going to. I don't think they're going to extend him the qualifying offer. Why not? Because it's $8 million, and I don't think that they think Frank has played an $8 million game. Fair. And if you compare it to what the market is going to offer him, he's not going to get $8 million. Right. So... You don't offer it to him. You make him unrestricted. Do the Knicks sign him to a deal or do they let him get picked up by another team? That's really what we're talking about. It's tricky. (laughs) Now you see why I'm like, uh, I don't know. What do we do?
1: Because I'm expecting (laughs) us to keep Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. Bring in another point guard who's going to start, whether we draft them or we get them through trade, free agency. We're going to get another point guard because Alfred Payton's not coming back. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't see where Frank could fit in if we do it that.
0: If you get rid of Reggie Bullock, I think that you fit <clears throat> Frank in. You get a cheaper younger Reggie Bullock who doesn't shoot as quickly but if you believe in the three then you hope that he does that because yeah he doesn't have as quick a shot as Reggie but his arms are longer and it's harder because of that he's tougher to block so do you you go out on that limb and say we're not going to bring back Reggie or Alec Burks But we're going to bring back Frank and we're going to try and upgrade that two guard position either through the draft or through free agency and have Frank come off the bench and make him a more of a consistent role player on the chief. I wouldn't be mad at it. I
1: only see that being the scenario if we get someone big to get to come here. Because if.
0: It doesn't have to be somebody big. It just has to be somebody that's better and more consistent than. Well, I don't, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying big
1: as. I'm talking about big as in contract size. If you're going to bring in a big yeah. contract that you you're absorbing your cap with, and you can't afford Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock, I can see them bringing Frank back on the cheap to match what Reggie's doing. So yeah, I can agree. Because it's that's the smart thing to do.
0: I agree. I wouldn't be, and that's why I wouldn't be mad at it. You bring back Frank and you give him a consistent role, and you say, "Come off the bench and do what Reggie Bullock did when he started for us. You knock down the three and you guard whoever the best mm-hmm. wing player is on the on the court." I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. And then you can still have quickly. You can either have quickly start or you can have them come off, but you can have them two play together. It, it all depends on the rest of the roster, honestly. The Knicks can do a lot of different things, and that's, and Frank, what they do with Frank and what they do with Mitch just makes, just makes that, it just makes it confusing. So, I think I'm gonna say, I bring back Derek Rose, RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, Taj Gibson. They're gonna they're gonna obviously bring back Emmanuel quickly. They're gonna obviously bring back Obi Toppin. They're gonna obviously bring back I said quickly. I said Toppin. I said Kevin Knox. They're gonna obviously bring him back. And everybody else can come back or they can leave, depending on their contract. And that's eight. That's eight names I just named. And one of them we're bringing back just because. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to not bring him back, and that's Kevin Knox. So I'm talking about seven rotation players there. <clears throat> seven rotation players, and and we're still I looking see, for two stars.
1: I, I see What's Knox they? being traded.
0: I can see that too. But to start the season, if he's not traded, he's still on the team.
1: I think he's under contract, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. He'll be coming back.
0: That's why I'm saying he's one of those. It would be him, him, R.J., Kevin Knox. Like those guys are all coming back because they're still in the contract, and you're not trading them because you can still pump them for. You can pump up their value a little bit before you trade them if you're going going to. And Kevin Knox is still somebody that you can pump up his value before you're trading him. So. It sounds like you just mostly yeah. There's no
1: suspense to I mean, I, I, I want to bring everybody not, back except for Alfred Payton. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, me too. But you know, it's like it's like okay, but if you if it comes to like picking up guys in free agency, we're not going to get into that because we're going to and do we don't even know what we're going to do but with the draft
1: because we have too many to keep.
0: But I'm I'm looking at some of these free agents and it's like yo, if we. We're going to need to get rid of some of our guys that we have under contract and not bring them back to sign one of these guys that I'm liking on my list. Yeah. I can go all the way down. Well, not the guy at the bottom. The guy at the bottom of my list is probably going to get like four or five mil, but down to my 10th, 11th and 12th name, like he's going to cost money. He's going to, he's going to cost money. It's not going to be like an exorbitant amount, but. You can't be talking about bringing everybody back. Well, you never know
1: because a lot of can't guys do. get signed for a lot cheaper than what they're worth.
0: Yeah, but I don't think any any of the guys that I'm looking forward to. Austin Rivers is one. To, so. He's not on my list. Yeah, so. but I'm just saying <laughs> it's an
1: impactful player about, that you can get for yeah, the cheap.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not, I don't think the Knicks should be going after an Austin Rivers. They should be going after somebody – you know, like okay, we have already talked about Lonzo Ball, so it's not an expense, but like he's going to yeah, cost money he's to get. It. And but they shouldn't, they shouldn't overpay for him. But if they pay, even if they pay him what he's worth, and I think that would be a good pickup. I think that depending on depending on how you're looking at Lonzo Ball, if you're looking at him as a point guard, if you're looking at him as a, a, a two way wing, who a three and D wing. No matter which way you're looking at him, it's an upgrade over yeah. one of the positions that we need. Every
1: time I see him play,
0: and every time you, I see and you Lanzo have to pay play, money for I that. Look
1: and see what the Knicks don't have, and it's not like he blows you away right. with highlights and all that type of stuff. He just does all the little things, all the little plays that keep you in the game, get you easy baskets. Like he does all of that, and that's the, all the things that we never got from Alfred Payton.
0: I, I'm gonna say this here on the pod. I would, I would. Sign Lonzo to be our, our wing and still sign a top name point guard. And know. then you have, you always have somebody on the court, you always have somebody on the court who could run the point guard between Derek Rose, Lonzo Ball, and whoever the Knicks pick up at point. You don't have to worry about injury because you have you always have somebody. You could you could you could split up point guard duties between the three of them, but, but the would just start of off as the him. three. I I don't know if I want IQ having a lot of time on the ball.
1: He's proved yeah. that he could handle it now as a rookie. He's only going to be better in his sophomore year, and he's going to be more comfortable with the NBA defense. I want him to get that experience.
0: I agree. I agree, but i I want and I also want him to get that experience, but I also am like, mm. can't what if you know that him?
1: until you see it you gotta give him the opportunity nah.
0: you can't you can't you can't know it until you see it, so I would say, like, okay, he can do what he's been doing this past season, so because of my technical difficulties here, I am just gonna. Close French, you got anything that you want to plug?
1: Nope.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: First. <laughs> All right.
0: It's been fun. Thank you for listening, everybody. I don't got nothing to plug. Hopefully, two teams that I want to win, win tonight and tomorrow. By the time y'all hear this, y'all will know one of the results. That would be the Brooklyn and Milwaukee Bucks game. And thank you again for listening. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Peace. That intro music was Broadway Boom by Gotti B, formerly known as Bugatti Blade. You can find us on Twitter at the Take. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube.